Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Ann Ukenen. I don't typically do object lessons, but when God puts it on your heart, you listen. <laughs> it's usually Pastor Neil <laughs> with an object lesson or two. Praise the Lord. He's going to... So, there's my laundry. And you know what? Bless God, it's, it's clean laundry, so... <laughs> No, it's all right. I think, well, it'll be okay right there. But uh, it's usually fuller. Like, like I wanted to fill it really full, but then Ari was like, I have to bring it to the car. It's, it's, it's raining, sleeting, it's something, it's snowing half and half. And, and it was like, but usually it's, it's really full. And then, and when I have to, um, do, I do my laundry, I hang up a lot of my things. So, and, and our laundry is outside, it's under the deck. And so we have to, so, and uh, I want to bring it into the house to dry. So I have put all my wet laundry in it. So it's really, it gets really heavy. So you can't walk normal when you're carrying a, a dirty a basket, like either, either it be dirty or either it be clean. And let me tell you, my dirty bas laundry basket, I didn't bring it, bless God, but it's bigger than this because I stuff it all in and it gets like about like three or four loads in it. But here I am. Imagine it heavier too. And, and, and I walk even like, and, and then on the stairs, it's like really cumbersome, right? Uh, and last Sunday, I was like, God was speaking that people are walking around with empty laundry baskets. I've done it all, but they're walking like they have all this dirty laundry. And he's taken it all. But they're, wa they're walking around and it seems like they're carrying their dirty laundry everywhere, but I took care of it. I took care of it, it's gone. The dirty laundry is clean. We've been cleaned by the blood of the lamb. And, and yet, we, we still carry, carry it around. It looks like we're carrying it around when he did everything for us. Now, I'm going to go to a sad story, but first I'm going to, maybe I'll just think, we can think about a good happy one right now. Happy one, happy one. Joseph, happy story. Happy story. At the end, yes, indeed, at the end, Joseph sold into slavery by his brothers, no less, and then in jail and, and in all these places. But through it all, he was the same person. He wasn't carrying a dirty laundry basket as he went through. It was like every single place he was, it's like he had an excellent spirit, he did well, everybody, and then he gets put in charge. every place, jail, and then he's ruling the roosts in Egypt, taking care of all the grain, pretty much ruling the roosts in a famine, because he was the one that took care of who got the grain, who didn't get the grain. That's in charge. That's pretty in charge. And then enough that Pharaoh depended on him and let him in all these places, in Potiphar's house, in the jail, 
in Egypt. And it got bigger and bigger all along. But he didn't really change, and he wasn't carrying any heavy load of my brothers selling me into slavery. If that was on him, it would be a really different story. He wouldn't have had that excelling that he did and doing well. He didn't wear it. Have you seen people wearing their stuff? You can see it. It's very clear when you drive down East Hastings. It's very clear. They're wearing their heartache all over their body. And there's people that wear their hurt, maybe through sadness, maybe through anger, all sorts of ways that they wear their dirty laundry when God is taking care of it. And we as Christians, should we're not carrying anything. He has taken the load. It's not, we don't have to carry it. So why are we walking like it? So that was kind of a happy story. I want to go to a sad story. But that's okay, because, well, I mean, there's, there's certain things that said. Let's go to Jonah, because Jonah's in the middle of all these cool guys. Daniel, pretty cool. He sat in a lion's den. He didn't get eaten. That's pretty cool. Isaiah, for unto us a son is born, for unto us a son is given. He saw Jesus. He saw Jesus hundreds of years before Jesus. That's fantastic news. He's like, I bet when he met Jesus, he's like, Jesus, I saw you. I wrote about you. So cool. And then there's Jonah. And I always wonder, like, people who, like, he's a prophet, right? So this is his job. It's like, I wonder at people who don't like their job, why are they doing it? And he's like, seems like that kind of guy. Because he went and he got, how did God his assignment? And it's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to tell those people that. I don't want to tell those people to repent that God, uh, because they'll, they'll, for, they'll repent and they'll be forgiven. I don't want to do that. Well, then he gets swallowed up in a whale. And that's pretty cool because, you know, he's a picture of Jesus in the tomb for three days. But certainly not living the sinless life, though. <laughs> but showing us a picture of Jesus in the dark for three days. And, and you know... It wasn't fish guts, but I always, you know, there's just so many questions and thoughts you have. But anyway, so he decides to do God's will. And sure enough, if we see in verse, th- uh, verse 3 of, jo- uh, no, in chapter 3 and verse 10 of Jonah, it says, and, uh, and it says, and when God saw their works, that they turned from their evil ways, and God repented of the evil he had, that he had said he would do unto them, and he did it not. And so God forgave them. And the city was saved. Like Jonah saved a city. In like four chapters, he saved a city. Can you imagine if he actually did what God asked him to do, what he could have done? Yeah. The, the, the book would have been way longer. Like, you know, I want Job to have been shorter, and I want the book of Jonah to be longer. But Jonah decided how long his book was going to be. Because in, verse, in chapter 4, verse 1, it says, it, dis, it displeased Jonah exceedingly that he was very angry. Wow, that's a lot of anger and displeasure. 
And then he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying? Wow, he's a prophet. He is. <laughs> when I was yet in my country, therefore I fled unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God. Oh, no, God is good. That's something to get angry about. Oh, my. <laughs> That you're merciful and slow to anger, and even your great kindness, and you you repented, you're eagerly, you're you and repented the thee of the evil. Huh, huh, huh. Therefore, therefore now, oh God, I take thee and I beseech you, my life from me. He wants to die. What an idiot. I'm just like, you know, really. Really, this good, great thing happened. All these people are saved, and he just wants to die. And then the Lord says, does that well to be so angry? It's like he's having a fit. He's having a fit. And I've had a fit in front of God. And this is a fit that is written down for all of us to know about. Aren't you glad your fits aren't? Amen. Hopefully. Hopefully not in public, but anyway. I saw a public fit in Costco yesterday, and someone was very upset and very loud, but she was too, so. But there's some people out there you know better. And as God's people, we know best. So Jonah went out of the city. Can you imagine him? He, went out, he goes out of the city and sat on the east side of the city, and there was made for him a booth. And he sat under in the shadow till he might see what would become of the city. Of course, good things, right? Because they all repented, right? Yeah. Right? It's good. And then the Lord prepared a gourd and made it to come on, up over Jonah that it might be, oops, might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from the grief. So Jonah was exceedingly glad of the gourd, but then God prepared a worm. When the morning rose the next day, it smote the gourd that it withered. And I like what it says in the Amplified. Um, it says, and made shade over his head. To, uh, in, in verse, in, in the Amplified, it says, in verse 6, it says, And then God prepared a gourd and made it to come up over Jonah that it might be shade over his head to deliver him from the evil situation. So Jonah was exceedingly glad to have the protection of the gourd. But, go, but God prepared, prepared a cutworm, and when the morning dawned the next day, and it smote the gourd so that it withered. And then the sun rose, and God prepared a sultry east wind, and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah, so that he fainted and wished himself to die and said, it's better for me to die than live. And then God said to Jonah, you, uh, do you do well to be angry for the loss of the cord? And he said, I do well to be angry enough to die. Angry, angry. I love that. I love the, the amplified. Angry, angry, two times. <laughs> and then the Lord, then the, said the Lord, you had pity on the gourd, which I have not labored, nor made it, uh, which you have not labored, nor made, grow, made it grow, and it came up by night and perished in the night. And should I not spare Nineveh, the great city, which there are more than 120,000 persons, know th their night hand from their left, uh, that know their right hand from the left, and have so many cattle? And then it just ends. It says, so. So Jonah has his fit. He's wanting to die. And then, shouldn't I have not done this? Like, why are you upset about that gourd? When he, why, are you, why are you upset about these people? Like, this just makes no sense. 
makes no sense. Makes no sense. And it just ends. Which you can, like, you can guess what happened. Maybe he changed. But I don't think so. I really don't think so. It just ends. If, it, if, if he changed and did some more exploits, I'm sure they would have been there for some more chapters, but there weren't. Maybe he died. I don't know, but it's just so very sad. But Jonah's there, and God gives him some relief for a moment. And in that relief, he could have taken some opportunities to change his attitude, and yet he didn't. And then the gourd was gone, and then it was too late. For us, we don't have a gourd. We have Jesus. He provided Jesus for us. So much more better. So much more better. And Jonah had an opportunity. What are we doing with our opportunity to change? Because you can look like you're carrying a dirty laundry basket, but you're not. He's taking care of the dirty laundry. He's taking care of it all, and he provided Jesus. So there is no need for stinky attitudes. There is no need. I mean, we, we have someone here who had a stinky attitude, so we don't have to think about our stinky attitudes. We can just look at, at Jonah and see his stinky <laughs> attitude. But he had a moment where he could have changed, and he didn't. God provided relief, but then he... Even in the sun, he didn't leave. He didn't decide to say, hey, this is a stupid idea. I'm being an idiot. I'm just going to just leave out of the sun. No, I'm going to stay here and die. And we camp out on our grief. We camp out on those things that Pastor Jason prayed for, that those situations that he's already taken care of. And we're so in a mess, like Jonah but we have Jesus, not a gourd. And so I don't understand why we can't just get over it quicker. We can. We can get over it. We can stop it. I love it that we we should share that. There's this, I'm having so much trouble. And then he's, uh, who is that? Who is it? I forget the guy. He's he's just like, stop it. Just stop it. And he's like, but, but, uh, but this is happening and this is going to, well, just stop it. I'm like, I don't know. No, 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 no. We had something terrible happened at um, a high school somewhere. And then they were in the news story. They're like, gr- gr- they're sending grief counselors to go. And as soon as we start touching people's pain, like my pain, ah, my wound, ah, that I want to keep. Okay, Jesus is here. We don't have a gourd. We have Jesus who takes away the pain takes away sickness, takes away disease, takes away our sin, our dirty laundry, and all those things, and yet still, we're carrying it. Because it's my pain. It's like my truth. Well, Jesus is the truth, and he's higher. He's the truth. He's the way. He's the truth. Higher than any my pain story. Higher than it all. 
because people do bad stuff. And maybe to you, they've done bad stuff. But did you get to go to jail? Did you get to get sold into slavery? Did you have to, you know, work in a jail? Paul and Silas, they went to jail. They didn't do anything wrong, but they went to jail. We haven't been put to jail yet that I know of in this room for the gospel. <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs> Blood of Jesus. Ba laundry basket gone. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's taken it away. Why do we think we need to carry it still? It says he bore our griefs and he carried our sorrows. And he's pretty strong, right? Like Jesus is pretty strong. He's like, look what he did. He conquered death. Amen. Wouldn't you rather, rather her him, if, rather have, have him take your sorrows, take your stuff, your dirty laundry? Wouldn't you rather? I'd rather. It's, it's, it's certainly heavier than that laundry basket that I've got right here. It's really heavy. But I know something about this laundry basket. Only one person can carry it. If I give it to Jesus, why would I want to take it back? Why would I want to take it back? We heard last Sunday that the creation is waiting for us. They're like, you know, like a good movie with like the, like, you know, there's, it's just about to get good. And you're just like, even better than that, us being made manifest in this earth. That's so exciting. But we can't do it if we're carrying dirty laundry and acting like we're carrying dirty laundry when it's gone. We want to walk in victory. Amen. So let's go to 1st John. And 1st John 4. And I don't know if I want to do amplified or King James version, but I don't it doesn't matter to me cuz I can just look I just have to look 2 inches over. <laughs> and I'm like, "Hmm, what am I going to read?" Praise the Lord. And then Pastor Gwen's reading the God's word, and I'm like, oh, yet another one. <laughs> We're like flipping back through all the different versions. So good. His word is so good. All right. So I got so distracted. Um, uh, in verse, First uh, John 4, 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. So instead of looking like someone who's carrying an empty basket and uh, with our past, we're not walking like that. We're as he is, so are we in this world. We can do what he did. And then Jesus even and caveated it with like saying, greater works are you going to do? Greater works. People getting filled with the Holy Ghost. So exciting. So many good things. 
not just the miracles, they're there. But we can walk not just in miracles, but we can walk in a life of victory, a life of healing, health, and wholeness that we don't get sick because we're his workmanship, that we're him in this world. Jesus didn't get sick. He didn't get sick. He didn't have to go to the disciples, I'm sorry today. I think I just got to take a rest day, like I take a me day. Can you just pray for me while I take my me day? Uh-uh. Jesus didn't do that. My self-help day. I'm going to take a moment, do what I want to do, and I'll just get better. You're not going to get better. It's not going to get better. Because he restores. He makes new. He does these things. You can go and do it on your own and be restful for a moment. Like I could, I could go and do my spa day. But then you know what? On Monday morning when I have 20 kids crying, that spa day is meaningless. <laughs> Let me tell you when five are talking to you at a time. Do you know that I can't hear five voices? They think I do, so that's pretty cool. But anyway, they all think that, I can, that I'm, like, I'm able to listen to them all at the same time. I'm like, I'm not God. I'm Jesus in the world, but I'm not, you know, I can't hear you all. He's the one. Verse 15, who shall ever confess that Jesus is the Son of God? God dwells in him, and he in God. Like, we, we really know that Jesus is in us, but do we really know that we're in him? And that we know and have believed in the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. And then when we read the next verse, there's no fear in love. If we're in him and he's in us, fear cannot be present. It cannot be there. Well, like, why? Oh, because it says it here. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. And he that feareth is not made perfect in love. And we love him because he first loved us. Can we receive the love that God has for us? Because when we're carrying an empty, if we're carrying and acting like we're carrying something that he's already taken care of, we haven't fully trusted him. And we need to, not just for you, we need to for over out there. Out there is, needs the love that we have. There's no fear in love. But perfect love casts out all fear. I love you, Lord. Oh, you love me. Thank you, Lord. I don't need to be afraid of what tomorrow will bring. I know it's going to be good. 
I know it has to be good. This is how Paul and Silas felt. Like, because they did nothing wrong. Preaching the gospel, good stuff. God is love. He wants love. He wants you healed. He wants you whole. This whole, the God message of the gospel, we don't like it. But you're in prison. They didn't wear prison. They were in God. He was in them, in them, but he was in prison. They were in prison. But prison wasn't in them. It was just a state of where their body was. It happened to be on the earth in prison, Jerusalem, or wherever, somewhere, and in jail. But they weren't in jail. They sang, they rejoiced, they freaked out some guards, <laughs> walked out of there, shackles removed, bet those shackles were uncomfortable because I've seen them, and I don't like wearing bracelets, so... I probably wouldn't like shackles. <laughs> but they just broke off. They just broke off. Because they sang and rejoiced. So we have Jesus, not a gourd. And we have singing and rejoicing in our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Why are we carrying our sorrows when he bore them? Why are we carrying pain when he bore it for us? He did it for us so that we wouldn't have to because he's a good God and he does that for his people. Because if we live like we're still carrying the laundry basket, the world's not going to want what we have because they see you. The world wanted what Joseph had because he, and he wasn't even born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, bless God. That he was like leading wherever he was. And we're leading wherever we are. I'm leading in my classroom. You're leading where you are with your people that you're working with. You're leading and showing them. And we have a better way. We have Jesus the way. And he's showing us. And so why wouldn't people want to join in on that fun, fun thing? And then you have to ask yourself, why aren't they why, why, why? Is there some luggage or laundry that you're carrying around with you? Hmm. Because as he is, so are we in this world. And so... It challenges, but it shouldn't challenge us that we can preach to 5,000, that we can go wherever, that we can go from town to town, job, wherever we go. God has something for you to do that is good, and it's great, and it's wonderful. And he's given it to us to do. And we don't want to get miserable like Jonah with what he's given us to do. Because it's good. We'll have a good end. And it always, always will. Always will. Like Jonah believed more. Like he didn't want to do it, but he believed God would do it. Sometimes I feel like 
we don't even believe God will do it when he tells us. We're like, really? That? Whoa. Oh, I don't, I don't think, I don't know about that. I don't know. I've done that. I'm like, oh. Oh, I don't think so. When I looked at the tuition of Teachers College University, I was like, oh, that's really a lot of money. UBC was nothing on that. And even now, I'm sure, oh my goodness. I don't know how much UBC is now. I don't want to look. But it was way cheaper than Teachers College. And I was like, oh, I'll never go there. Shut the computer down. Go about my day. Go about. Go about. And then when I got the acceptance letter, I was so excited. I was looking at this acceptance letter. Wow, I got into Teachers College University. Going, going there. Going to go in the fall. Yay, yay. And God was like, see? He stopped. And I was like, I had this vision of me in the past sitting in front of a computer screen going, oh, God will never do that. He's like, see? Look what I did. And I want to do more. And I'm just so grateful that me saying he'll never do that didn't make it come to pass. I learned a, le a valuable lesson that day to never do that again. To never say, oh God, you'll never do that. For me, oh, you'll never do that for me. I learned a valuable lesson there that day. Never ever to do that. <laughs> never to say never. Never. <laughs> never to say never. He is good. He's so good. And he's talking about his love. He talks in earlier in, 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 verse, in chapter 4. It says, Beloved, let us love one another. In verse 7. For love is God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. And he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. In this way was manifest the love of God towards us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. That we're living, that we're not sitting under a gourd waiting till it dries up because a worm gets in it and then we sit in the hot sun going, hmm, hmm, hmm. But to live, what does that look like? It doesn't look like you're carrying a laundry basket everywhere with you of what happened in your life and the world they th they see how sorrow needs to, and grief we need you might, it might be with you forever you might have ptsd you might have this you might have the other god is a jesus is above yeah. every other name he is above grief he is above sorrow yeah. he is above pain he is above it all. And he took care of it all. And we can receive it all. And walk like he did on the war in the war in the world. He didn't come back and say, I need to I need to take some time after the cross. After the cross, it was so hard. It was so hard. After the cross, I need to go to heaven and recharge my batteries. And then I'll come back down. No, he died and then he went into, 
into hell, took the, the keys of death and, and sin, took it all. He's like, I'm, he's, he's victorious. And then he comes back into the world to do it all again. Like, he didn't need no recharging batteries. And we shouldn't either. We shouldn't need like, like 20 hours of prayer to get through one day of life. We, 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 there's no way. It just doesn't work. But we read that God is in us just like we are in him. He is in us and we are in him. And as he is, so are we in the world. Does it make you uncomfortable? I'm going to say it again. As he is, so are we in the world. People didn't like Jesus. Surprise. People won't like you. Surprise. But a lot of people follow Jesus. Who's following you? Who's following you? You can pour into others. And we don't have to, we, you know, we do need to pray. We, there's lots of things we can do that can make it go better. Can make it go better. You know, not camping out in the hot desert, one thing. You know, we, there's lots of things that can make life go better. And one of them really is a decision to decide. Because he's this river of life. I like that song. I've got the river of life flowing out of me. Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. Am I doing it right? That comes down the road. Okay, yeah, you know, like just like what we're talking about. Ah. I'm going to have to go look up those lyrics again. It's been a long time. I liked blind to see. Prince prison door sets the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out from me. Spring out a well in my soul. Spring out a well. Make me whole. Spring out a well in me. That life abundantly. There we go. Woohoo! Songs from my youth. <laughs> True songs. But river of life flowing out of me. God in me and I in him. I don't have to look for the river. I don't have to pray to get the river to come. The river's there. And, and what I know about a river is it just flows. It keeps on going, right? It just keeps on going, keeps on going. It's not, the river's not concerned. I don't think there's water coming back over there. No, it just goes. It just goes. And we don't have to like charge, clear ourselves, use the AED device, get a, get a shot of God. We're in him, and he's in us. He's working all the time. We don't need to get a God fix. He fixed us, so we're okay. <laughs> a river of life. Life. Like, you can't, like, I mean, people try to stop a river, like, with a dam, right? But they can't. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, that we can. If you don't let the water out a little bit, eventually it's going to come up and up and over. 
You can't block a river. And that's just a natural river here on earth. And we're talking about God and his river of life that no one can block and no one can stop and no one can divert. Yeah. But we can be like Jonas, I mean, uh, Jonah, and just sit there, humph, or we can let him flow. He's so good. Let's go to Second Peter. We're going to be receiving communion this morning. And I just wanted to read this scripture before we, we received communion. If you're at home, you can just get some water, something wet, and something dry <laughs> that's edible. Because if Jerry Seville can get d- use a dirty, rusty can and a pot of water, you can use anything to make communion. So praise the Lord. Second Peter and verse 1, and here it says... Second Peter 1 and 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle, a special messenger of Jesus Christ, to those who have received like precious faith. Have you received? Is this talking to you? I have attained, obtained, I have received like precious faith with ourselves in and, in and through righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. May grace, God's favor, and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. For his divine power has been bestowed upon us all things that are suited to life and godliness through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence virtue. I'm going to read verse 3 again. For his divine power has been bestowed upon us. As he is, so are we in this world. That we have access to this. We have access to that power. That we have access to that life. To life and godliness. Bestowed upon us are all things that were um, to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellent virtue. By means of these, he has bestowed on us, given us his precious and exceedingly great promises so that through them you may escape from the moral decay that is in the world because of the covenous and lust and greed, and become sharers, partakers. Say with me, I am a partaker partaker. of the divine nature. nature. Are you his kid? Are you his child? Are you in God? Are you, is he in you? Yes, then you are a sharer of the divine nature. As he is, so are we in this world. For this very reason, adding your diligence, the divine, employ every exercise, exercising your faith to develop virtue and knowledge of self-control and steadfastness and patience and 
all these things and godliness. We're developing these things because not because we can do it on our own, not because we can take a wellness day and have it happen, not because of praying for 10 days and two hours and then it, it'll click and come. No, we're because we are partakers of the divine nature. We are partakers of the divine nature. And we don't need to carry our dirty laundry anymore. We don't need to carry the grief. We don't need to carry the sorrow of what happened to us. We don't need to carry any of those things because we're made manifest in this earth. Because we're a child of the king. Because he's coming back for us. The glorious church. He's coming for us because we're a new creature. Old things are passed away. Things are new and of God. We need to get this, that we're not just people here on the earth just living our daily lives, but we are carriers of his power, carriers of the anointing, carriers, uh, and we're as he is. So are we in this world. It's not as he was because he is. He is even now that he conquered sin and death, that we're made whole in him, that we're righteous in him. And if we have a problem with it, we need to read it and listen to it more because it's the truth about us. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at